back at it again. Again. What's going on, man? Shit. 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 We're, we're just telling a story at the end of the day. You can enjoy a fully clothed, <laughs> totally platonic cuddle session. Not sure, Not sure. Uh, what we're doing. <laughs> are, but... they, are these lines safe? Yeah, we, we can literally say anything we want. Talk mad shit. Please continue to follow us. Um, you yeah. can find us on all social medias. Uh, all social medias. All social medias. All yeah. podcasts. Uh, Everywhere that you could listen to a podcast, we're pretty much there. Quarantine number six, I think. Is Episode it? Episode number six in, on lockdown. I think it is, man. I'm pretty sure the last one was number five. So, yeah, this is six, dude. It feels like it's been a long-ass time. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, for you, I can't imagine. I'm, I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm not going to get into it. But, yeah, I know you've been doing a lot longer than me. But me, I'm just like, man, eh. <laughs> feels like a fucking long, lot longer than I've been. Doing, dude, so. I, I tell you this, man. Like, when the quarantine's fucking lifted and like everything kind of gets back to some semblance of normalcy. Yeah. I'm not going on the fucking roads for like two weeks, three weeks, because you know, everybody who gets back in their car for the first time after two months and everybody's like in traffic and shit. No, it's just going to go to shit, dude. It's going to be a hot mess. It's going to be horrible. Yeah, dude. Right now is when they need to start okay, what's the, what's the, the exit route? You know what I mean? Like, or, or entrance or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are we going to get back into fucking <laughs> normalcy without a total clusterfuck happening? It's going to happen, dude. We clusterfucked into the quarantine. We're going to clusterfuck out of it. That's how we roll, dude. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. Well, and like, I, I, I mean, I'm not here to talk about. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah I just like that. Like, there's so many like little t- like little pieces of going back to normalcy that I feel like they need to like flick the switch one at a time. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't yeah, like, just let, say let okay. out. <laughs> like they can't just say free for all. Everybody, everybody, fucking go. Yeah, so, no shit. Fucking chaos, man. They'll be like four uh, hour waits at Applebee's and shit. Yeah, because <laughs> that's where I'm going when I get out. Fucking Applebee's. <laughs> well, you know, some people will. They'll be like, "Fuck it, man! I want to go get it. I want to go get diarrhea for twelve ninety nine. Like, whatever the fuck." Applebee's it up. <laughs> no shit. Oh man. Well, fucking happy Easter, bro. Happy Easter. Easter Sunday. Woo-hoo. Yeah, man, dude. As per usual, busy as fuck. I know. Well, dude, we we've already talked about this, but like I did, my my Easter was cool. Like I didn't know if the kid was gonna really get the whole Easter egg egg hunting thing, but he like straight up egg. Oh, basket! I got this, and then it was like he had a blast. So it was really cool, and then it was literally relaxing all day. So my day has been fantastic. And and <laughs> when there's two people at home, you know, two parents and one kid, it makes life a lot easier. I'll say that. When I'm spending all day, it's like, oh, I'm juggling and shit, trying to figure out, you know, what the fuck to do. Yeah, man. I'm I'm super blessed in the fact that, you know, my wife and I are both home. So, like, when one of us needs help, it's kind of like, tag in, tag in. Like, can you come watch him while I try to get lunch together? Like, you know. And she's been fucking amazing, man. My wife has been, dude, she's been the fucking rock holding this shit together. I'm a fucking bad case. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, you see how I pick shit apart? You see how I pick shit apart in the podcast? Think about that with this current situation that's going on, and then just multiply right. by, like, 50. Because that's all, like, <laughs> it's all anybody talks about. You know, all anything that, like, anything that you do is just fucking, eh. So, it's, it's not been a pretty sight over here. <laughs> Well, you, you hide it well, bro, at least on the exterior. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you're like, I'm fucking dying inside. <laughs> <laughs> the clown inside of me is crying all the time. Right. right. Mm. 
well shit you know hey man for 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 whatever for for easter it was you know it was weird you know we usually and i'm not religious in any sense but um you know the family still gets together and that's what easter is uh, yeah were you surprised <laughs> you're like giving me a face like you're not religious really? <laughs> right did you just meet me but um you know it's still like the family gets together and shit so uh, it, it was a little bit different as far as that goes but dude i'm so happy that that they're they're putting that into play and hopefully you know this doesn't set us back because that was my biggest fear is that this whole holiday or any holiday is just going to set us back with group gatherings and shit so hopefully it's smooth sailing and we're, we're going in the right direction and we can get out of this shit sooner than later, man. I know what your theory is and we don't need to get into it, but I, I'm still hopeful. <laughs> Mr. Hopeful. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, let, let me say, let me say this on, on front street. I hope that you're right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you're like, you're, you're fucking wrong. You're like, I, I hope. <laughs> I hope that your optimism is well placed. Right. I doubt it. Yeah. Me too. You, you doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh shit. Well, right on, man. Um, yeah, shit. Nothing, dude. It's funny. Like normally, when we when we start the episode, we're like, you know, what's going on with your day? We always have some sort of funny ass story about work or some shit to bitch about. But it's literally the same shit as last week and the week before. Like, so I'm finding like our our early banter is, is repetitive and I'm waiting for something like interesting to happen. So we can be like, Hey, I got some shit to fucking, you know, something interesting to bring to the table, but it, it's where we're at, I guess. No, nah, I mean, I've been doing it. Like, even though we're in quarantine, like I'm actually like using quarantine to kind of, I mean, it's really a lot of it is stress relief for me. Um, but like I, dude, I'm walking like almost five miles a day right now. Like I'm down almost thirty pounds. Like, dude, I, I saw photos. You look fucking fantastic, man. I yeah, mean, you're still so ugly. Like, as fuck. You can't fix right. that. Well, hey, like, so there's like, there's like, you know, if you open up like any kind of Instagram, like, fuck, we're just gonna talk about quarantine. I don't give a shit. Like, I know everybody's talking about it. It's all over the place. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's, it's the reality of the situation. We're just gonna talk about it. Fuck it. Um, but. <laughs> So, like, you you open, like, Instagram, social media, like, any of these things, like, like, there's, like, a handful of people who are, like, really, like, working on, you know, working out or, you know, like, yeah, bettering themselves. And then the other, like, 80% of the population is just getting ex- extremely shithoused, like, eating, drinking, fucking partying, and hands you know hats off to them like if they if they've got that ability then great if you locked me in the house for multiple months and told me like okay man you just have at it like dude i don't i'd never come out of quarantine no fuck no i wouldn't i wouldn't fucking survive it no Uh, me neither but also like dude like just like the fucking energy level of trying to keep up with work and the kid and life in general, like, do that balancing act, like, dude, if I was trying to do that shit hungover or a little fucking drunk or anything, dude, I'd, it'd be game, game over. Dude, I had a little bit of a temperature yesterday, like a little bit of a temperature, and it was like full on panic attack. Like my temperature got to a hundred degrees, and I was like, two Tylenol, zinc, like, fucking freaking the fuck out like I lost my shit for like three hours I was like I haven't been anywhere I haven't fucking talked to anybody I got this from a fucking Amazon package fucking some shit like my fucking mind Dude. and then I took my temperature like three times today. I was like eh, eh, eh. I was like oh man I'm fucking fine so good to go yeah, dude, that, that, that is the scary thing about this is it, like every cough, every tickle, you're like, oh, God, yeah. you're overanalyzing fucking everything. And, and that's part of, you know, just human nature. This is some scary shit. And we're, we've got our family inside with us. So it's scary. Like, I, fuck, dude, I get it. A hundred percent. And you but know, I, I don't sit around. I don't sit around and dwell on that shit, man. I'm working out every day. I have a routine with my kids. So honestly, it's not bad. It's really not. I, I can't bitch. I, I, yeah. Oh, no, no. The only, like, like I'm actually, I, I don't give, like, quarantine doesn't bother me. 
Like yeah. the stay, the staying at home, that shit doesn't bother me. Like really, what bothers me, like okay, like in the back of my head, like you know that like WebMD has like seen like zero hits in the last like two months because everybody doesn't matter what's wrong, they're like, nah, dude, it's the fucking virus, you know. So WebMD yeah. is just, but <laughs> like to me, like there's that little thing in the. In the <laughs> little little thing in the back of my head that's like you're gonna be that one percent that fucking dies from this thing but that's not even like the thing that like really fucking scares me the scares me is like human nature in a panic like yeah and like for the most part my neighbors are fine it's like right. two blocks over there's some tweakers that are like you know like what the fuck are these <laughs> jackasses gonna do you're like, like i'm watching you motherfucker. Yeah, I'm like, all right, motherfucker, like, <laughs> come come yeah. near my yard. <laughs> yeah, like, you better be fucking flying a white flag high and fucking clear if you get near my fucking house. <laughs> Dude, I tell you that you're right. That 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 is what scares me. It's it's how are people reacting and and you know what's next. But yeah. you know, well, so, hey, no quarantine talks. Yeah, no, dude, it, it's inevitable. Like I said, and you're right, dude. It's it's this is what's going on in our life. So just like before, we bitched and talked about our kids and work. This is what we're living in, and this is what we're dealing with. So this is what the fuck we're talking about before we get into shit. <laughs> now it's kids work quarantine. Kids work quarantine. That's right. And I still go out to work. It, it, it freaks me out a little bit, but I'm I'm kind of a dude. I'm straight up a social distancing Nazi, dude. I'm like. I, 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 Get your ass back in the car, pop your trunk. I will put your shit in the back. I'm wearing a yeah. fucking mask. Eh, don't even look at me. Yeah, <laughs> They're yeah, like, Jesus. I'm, I'm like that too. Like, I'm like, they haven't proven that long eye contact will not transmit the virus. <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. Close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. So, Close your mouth when you talk to me. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, uh, right on. You guys are also, uh, you know, enjoying your quarantine and you want to talk about it, <laughs> hit us up on our social media. Shit, you can hit us on our Facebook and our uh, Instagram at... Hit them up, Chef. It's on True Events Podcast. That's right, on the Twatter. We are Podcast Boat, B-O-T-E. Hell yeah. You can, and dude, okay, I've got to apologize. I think either last episode or, or two episodes ago, I said... Hey, I'm gonna make sure that all our newest episodes are and videos are posted up on YouTube. Want want Joshua dropped the fucking ball. I'll I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus. So, but they are coming. Um, I'm working on it. Actually, a few of them are uploading now. It takes forever, but uh, anyway, they're coming. So go to our YouTube uh, channel, which is based on the podcast colon boat b o t e. That's right. We also still have the Facebook group, uh, Rock the Boat, where I would love some more interaction. I know everybody's, you know, uh, their social media pretty much consists of, well, today, pictures of kids and fucking eggs. But for the most part, like quarantine and Tiger King memes. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the, the what's going on on social media. And it's getting fairly old, although it's hilarious. But um, hey, shit, hit us up. Let, let's uh, find some shit to talk about. Give us some suggestions. Um, we did post the um, Eric's idea uh, about the um, vote on your uh, listener suggestion that you want to hear, uh, and we've had some 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 good hits and some good feedback already. Yeah, so keep that no, shit coming. We do, um, and so I mean, basically, the idea behind that is like this is what you guys are listening to. You guys tune in every week. Um, you know, we want it to be as as driven by the audience as possible, man. We want you guys to really enjoy uh, the content that we're bringing you. Like, if you don't give a shit about hearing this story or that story, man, like, th that's why we're giving you guys not only the opportunity to uh, post your own suggestions and possibly win a T-shirt, um, but you're also getting to vote to, to hear the episodes that you want to, that you want to hear. Um, and anybody who is throwing out, like throwing out votes on the suggestions, keep in mind that we're doing two episodes. So you can vote like one and two or one and four or three and five, you know, whatever it is, because yeah. that way those two episodes are going to, it's going to be like the two most popular episodes, the most voted episodes are the, the topics that we're going to do. 
for the that week. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and and by the way, what he said about the free shirt is that shit is still going on. That is, I wrote for Boat. Uh, we still will pick our favorite suggestion and send you a free shirt. Um, free shirt. So, the, the quarantine shirt. Wait, the quarantine it'll, shirt. That's right. It'll be, it'll be fucking dry cleaned and fucking like <laughs> bag zipped. Like fucking. Zip-lock. Technically, yeah, it, but I'll be honest with you, because uh, it's going to come in the mail. I'd still wash that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, and of course, our, our field trip episode, as you've heard many, many times, is, is temporarily postponed, but we're still we're still going to Waverly, so. Right, yeah, um, we're, we're, we're definitely going to go. Uh, and at yeah. this point, I'm fucking excited to get out, like... <laughs> Damn, that's all it took a fucking quarantine to get Shep excited about our field trip motherfucker <laughs> right exactly <That's> <laughs> oh shit all right cool well yeah thank you guys for listening we uh we just crossed six thousand uh which is fucking epic you say that you say that we just crossed six thousand but we're really actually pushing closer to like at this point like sixty two hundred like yeah we provide you with updates on our number it's wildly out of range of what we're where we're actually at when the episode fucking airs like um, yeah that's true especially like if we're like today is a little weird because today is easter sunday and this is the easter sunday episode that's going to get posted um but like when we're anywhere ahead it's like shit we're like a thousand or whatever plus whatever number we're giving you you exactly but yeah, thank you. I, uh, the number's amazing. Whether it's 6,000, 6,200, whatever the fuck, it's epic and we're we're appreciative. So keep it coming. Yeah. We love it. And we're going to keep doing this. Shoot it. That's right. And it's your so, episode, bro. It so, is my episode. Sit back and enjoy, bro. All right. So this episode was actually uh, given to me, uh, I think it was originally uh, suggested by our friend Andy. Um, and then you re-suggested it. I've almost done this episode like four fucking times. Um, but I, I like it. I just needed the right timing to do it. Um, cause I really like the story. Um, and I, f- I feel like the kind of what we've been doing lately, um, it's, it's a decent change of pace. Uh, so tonight's episode is a gentleman by the name of Robert Smalls. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, this was a this was a meme you sent me, by the way, which was why I suggested it. I, I think you sent it or whatever. It was a meme that popped up, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be right up your alley. This is great." So then I sent it yeah. to you or something. So, so I'm excited about this one. So probably three months ago, four months ago, Andy sent me this and was like, "Dude, this guy's cool. Maybe this is an episode you guys should do." And I sent it to you, and you, we kind of we've kind of ping ponged it back and forth. Um, and so that that's how we arrive where we are today so um just for a point of reference uh if if i've said it before i'm gonna say it again andy's killing it with like suggestions and like everything out there like not to put anybody like we love every bit of interaction that we get from everybody but like dude really like if we had a payroll like yeah, I, I would I would seriously consider putting Andy on said payroll because he's come up with some like fucking great suggestions. Um, his stories are usually really fun to do. So, um, just quick, yeah. that was just my quick shout out for the. the oh, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, his stories are really fucking fun to do. <laughs> you remember that motherfucker gave me? <laughs> that, that shit was like, fun for me to listen to. Well, yeah, fair enough. Uh, what was that? A child murderer, fucking Charlie oh. Chopoff. He gave you Charlie yeah. Chop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technically, he didn't give it to you. He gave it to us. You You're right. And I, you fucking I, jumped all over it. And I didn't know what it was. To, uh, yeah. yeah. That's, you that's were like fair. an eight-year-old on a trampoline when it came to jumping on that story, bro. So, and then I was like, I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, dude, oh fuck, I have chosen poorly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. But anyway, so, yeah, you're right, though. Andy's on point. So thanks, brother. Yeah. So anyway, on to uh, the gentleman, Robert Smalls. So this is um, a story that most people don't know shit about. I knew very little about this guy. Like, this is a story that 
everyone should fucking know. Like, this should be a story that they tell in school, period. Like, of the time period, of all the, the crazy characters that existed in the world in that time period, this dude needs to be one of the top of the fucking list. And you will hear why. This story's fucking amazing. And it's right up my alley. It's fucking history. It's right up your alley. It's revenge. It's fucking just all those pieces that just really have the 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 build and the bones for a great story. So, Robert Smalls. I'm going to give you a little background. I'm going to tell you the story, and then we, we can discuss as per we usually do. Um, so, Robert Smalls was born on April 5th in 1839. He was an American, he eventually in life became an American businessman, a publisher, and a politician. He was born into slavery in Beaufort, South Carolina, and he freed himself and his crew and their families during the American Civil War by commandeering a Confederate transport ship, the CSS Planter, in Charleston Harbor on May 13, 1862. This motherfucker <laughs> starts as a baller. Okay. That's so badass. That's so badass. <laughs> All right. So awesome. we're, we're going to kind of start with his early life, and then we're going to kind of work forward, okay? Um, so right. like I said, uh, he was born in 1839. Uh, and... <sighs> No one really knows, like, records aren't great about that time period, but it's likely that he was the son of the slave owner and one of the slaves. Um, that's pretty much the common, oh, oh, that's the common idea of, like, where his lineage is actually from. Um, so when he was, when he was 12, uh, at the request of his mother, Small's master sent him to Charleston to hire out as a laborer for a dollar a week. The rest of the wages that he received would be paid to his master. Um, he worked in a hotel, he worked as a lamplighter, he worked on the streets in Charleston, kind of like as a semi-hustler kind of thing. Uh, I, I would imagine What's he a had- lamplighter? Huh? What's a lamplighter, like as a profession? What is it? Okay, so you know, lights lamps. You know, when electricity didn't exist, that the lamps didn't all just turn on at night. Somebody had to go around <laughs> with a big stick and light all the lamps. So that's literally what it is. Like one person had a job that went and like it wasn't like, hey, this is on my property. I'm gonna light my fucking lamp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I figured that was a self. People lit their own lamps. I didn't know that was a fuck, fucking profession. <laughs> dude well, don't, ask, don't all, look at me like <laughs> what about all like, the people common knowledge what about all the lamps that people don't live in front of like on streets and shit yeah, yeah i don't know yeah i don't know the owner of the property i fuck if i know i guess it the lamplighter it doesn't just happen people, wi That's people wish that the yeah, lamps I get it. <laughs> I, and that makes sense, but don't look at me like that's common knowledge. Like, oh, lamplighter, yeah, you know, I, I'm fucking familiar. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> the, the job profession is in the title. Well, <laughs> I, I, the that's why I want a clarification. There. All the pieces are there. <laughs> move, move along, move along. <laughs> All right, so anyway, lamplighter <laughs> on the Charleston streets. Um, in, in his teen years, he had a love of the sea, and he worked in the Charleston. He started working the Charleston docks and wharfs. Um, he uh, started off as a longshoreman, and then he became a rigger. Then he became a sailmaker, and eventually worked his way up to a wheelman, which is essentially a pilot of a boat. But since he was black, they wouldn't give him that title. They called him a wheelman. Um, he actually got so proficient with navigating the little fucking waterways of Charleston that he was requested by the Confederate army when the civil war fucking broke out to be a wheelman on one of their fucking Confederate ships. Okay. Damn. So, so anyway, that's jumping ahead a little bit. We're going to move backwards for just a second at age 17. 
Smalls married a woman by the name of Hannah Jones, an enslaved hotel maid in Charleston. Um, she uh, was five years older than him, and she already had two daughters. Um, Smalls and her ended up having uh, th uh, two children together, three children together. One of them died at two, though, which sucks. Um, I can't imagine losing one, at, losing your kid at any time, but much less, you know, so young. Um, so no. his, his original plan was to basically buy the freedom of himself, his wife, the kids, all that. But the going rate for getting any of them freed was $800 a head. Okay, so if you do a little math, $800, $800 in 1856 is the equivalent of $22,764 in 2019, just for reference. Times three. Yeah, so um, so after three years, he'd only managed to save up $100. So um, that, that plan was probably uh, a, little, a little bit more dreamy-eyed than, than it was a reality. So in April, in April of 1861, uh, the American Civil War began at the Battle of Fort Sumter uh, in nearby Charleston Harbor. Uh, in the fall of 1861, Smalls was assigned to steer the CSS Planter, a lightly armed Confederate military transport under the command of the Charleston District Commander Brigadier General Roswell Ripley. Um, Basically, he was, it was basically like a supply ship. Uh, it would survey and scout waterways, uh, drop off materials for the Confederate soldiers uh, along the, the riverways of South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Um, Roswell Ripley, dude, what a name. Fucking hell. Jesus. That is the most sci-fi name I've ever heard. Um, I know, dude. <laughs> like, um, so... Basically, he, he did this for, you know, some time. Um, in May, on May 12th of 1862, the planner traveled 10 miles southwest of Charleston and stopped at Coles Island, uh, the Confederate post in Stona River, um, and was being dismantled. There the ship was picked up, picked up four large guns to transport to Fort Charleston Harbor back to Charleston. The crew loaded 200 pounds of ammunition, 20 cords of firewood and planters. Um, at some point, he loaded up his family members and the family members of all the black crew. Uh, and uh, he... Huh? Okay, no, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he basically picks up the, the families of all of his people, all these guns and ammunition. And his idea is like, I'm going to fucking shoot my way out. We're all going to fucking die or we're all going to get away. Um, yeah. Right. So he was like, going to like in the middle of the night, they were going to, the idea was that he was going to like slip out. Um, and basically like he like knew that he was be facing like court martial, which Dude, if you're a slave in the Civil War, you're, they're going to just kill you and everybody on the boat. And all um, your family. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, a, it's a huge risk, but I get it. It's one worth taking. But here's, here's the fucking here's, – here's where it gets real fucking dicey, all right? So at 3 a.m. when they decide to fucking leave, there's a Union blockade basically holding in the Confederate Navy, right? So he's running the risk of getting caught by the Confederate Army stealing – stealing the boat ammunition and slaves and he's literally running the risk of being killed by the fucking union for breaking the blockade yeah right? so you got um, both sides now <laughs> so he basically put on a captain's uniform wore a straw hat similar to the captain's uh and sailed the planter <clears throat> past the southern wharf and stopped at another wharf to pick up his wife and children. All right, um, dude, make a pit a pit stop. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Well, th that that's like how he was like getting away or whatever. So um, oh. he he figured his disguise would confuse the Confederate onlookers, um, and he headed straight for the Union's Navy. Like 
full sail ahead, bro. Um, yeah, like he was seen. Um, he basically sewed he sewed a Union flag out of a bed sheet. So like, as soon as he got out of the fucking Confederate harbor, he fucking like put up the new flag of the fucking Union and like basically just like parked up by the fucking <laughs> union it was like what's up guys we free we hey, free i'm with you um, i'm with you <laughs> that's awesome don't fight don't shoot don't shoot i know i know <laughs> i'm black don't shoot so yeah. <laughs> wow. um, so basically like just just in that beginning bit of the story like you get the idea of like how fuck like a how smart this motherfucker was like crafty yeah. as fuck like no into his resiliency, no into like what he's willing to do to like fucking do what needs to be done. He's determined as hell. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. And he and he's brave as shit. I mean, dude, that that's that takes some serious balls. Oh you yeah. You got big balls, small. You got big balls, big balls. So big balls. Um, Basically, he uh, he he did actually fight for the. He was in service to the the Union Army, uh, which even at that time, like even during the Civil War, uh, you didn't get good military jobs. Um, <laughs> you didn't get good yeah. out of the mil- military jobs as an African American, <laughs> right? In the Civil War, but you definitely didn't get great jobs. In the military, in the military. The war, oh, right, right. no matter what side you were on. Um, so yeah, not a great time for for you folks. <laughs> that's rough, dude. That's what so, makes this story so exciting. I'm like literally, like I kind of know what happened, but I'm still. <laughs> so he um, basically like his knowledge of ships and the Charleston area, and basically that experience that he had is where they kind of employed him like he actually did have a better gig um with the union navy just because of his knowledge base he had knowledge that other union captains and pilots didn't have um sorry sorry, let me let me stop you what what what's the time frame that he was in the military versus taking the ship uh he was he was on that ship like about a year so um like so he he like basically started crafting that plan pretty fucking quick bro well so okay so he was in the military on the ship what i'm saying when he stole the ship he was previously he was in the military and so that's where he gained all this knowledge right but before that he had worked at remember he worked before civil war broke out he worked as a longshoreman he worked as a pilot so right, that, right. Wasn't, that wasn't actually with the Navy. He was just uh, working the yeah. dock, working the wharfs and stuff. And he just basically learned everything he could about everything in life is about building value for yourself. And yeah. so to do that, he was making himself as, as knowledgeable as, as possible. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole lot that goes into this dude's life. A lot of the stuff I'm not really – We'd be here for like two fucking weeks talking about this dude's life. But he basically, I mean, he was a well-decorated war hero um, for basically his knowledge. Um, He, uh, um, after the Civil War, we'll go ahead and just jump ahead to that because um, we all know how shitty the the Civil War was. But uh, basically, like, he, he... um made the equivalent let's see he he won in prize money for what he um what he taught the military uh was like fifteen hundred dollars and it so the 2019 equivalent of that is thirty eight thousand four hundred fifty dollars um and it was it was basically prize money um for the guns, ammunition, and the ship, the planter. They're like, oh, huh. they're like, thanks for the gift. And he's like, well, give me my motherfucking money. 
And so, so they, wait, wait, hold on, just so that I'm just so I'm getting this right. So he stole the boat and then basically sold it, ransomed it to, or he didn't ransom it. He was like, "Is there a reward?" And the, right. the union was like, "Here's fifteen hundred dollars, dude. Good job. Thanks for four guns and all the ammo." And so, I'm assuming everyone on the boat got got safe. Okay, or was was yeah, yeah okay, right, yeah, because they were trying to abolish slavery, so. They're not going to be like, oh, well, you know what? While, while you're here, could you pick up? Like, Good Lord. Yeah. So, so <laughs> well, I mean, so anyway, so uh, after the Civil War, he uh, immediately following the war, Smalls returned to his native uh, city of Beaufort, where he purchased his former master's house at 511 Prince Street. Um, the which union tax authorities had seized in 1863 for non non-payment <laughs> Later, oh, were, you, were you gonna ask i did laugh uh, no i did laugh i was like ha! um later the former owner sued to regain the property but smalls retained ownership in the court case the case became <laughs> an important precedent in other similar cases um his mother linda um, lived with him the remainder of his, of her life. He allowed the former master's wife, his former slave master's wife, an elderly Jane Bond McKee, to move into her former home prior to her death. Small spent nine months learning how learning how to read and write. He purchased the two story Beaumont building to use as a school for African-American children. Damn, dude. That is right after he got out of fucking war. Jesus. So, okay, first of all. Uh, Lots to unpack. I figured we'd be stopping and starting a lot. Yeah, amazing. But, but wasn't his former slave owner his dad? Yes. Supposedly. Okay, well, okay right. I'm pretty sure well, he didn't call him dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, I get that. But so basically, that's who's sitting there trying to like sue him, and he went. He wins against his possible father. But okay, right. just want to make sure it's the same guy. So okay. So to to kind of, I don't think I painted this in a clear picture. So the slave owner, his father, basically had the house seized by the tax man uh, because he wasn't paying taxes to the union and blah 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 so he buys the house like he takes care of his mom he moves everybody in there he builds a fucking school like you know he buys a building for a school for african americans he does all that but the real deal here is he also takes the wife of the slave owner and fucking lets her move back into her house when she gets ill and take doesn't let the slave owner back in, just takes care yeah. of his fucking wife. Oh man, that's in such an amazing. House. This dude is like fucking God. Talk dude. about a, a role model, Jesus. Yeah, dude, he, he is a fucking boss. Okay, yeah. um, I'm like, I need to do something with my life. <laughs> Good right. lord. Uh, although I wish that I know he's married, so it's not going to happen. But I wish he like you know, somehow something, well, anyway, continue. I, I was going to go off. Like, I wish you'd banged the dude's wife and it's like, he's married. That would make him a horrible human being. So, sorry. So, um, he did end up having four children. You can make whatever assumptions you want. So, no, I don't want to make that assumption. He is the perfect human being. Yeah. Dude, and, that, he, and that did not happen. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> his, some, some of uh, Mr. Small's business ventures, uh, in, in 1866, Smalls went into business in uh, his, basically like his hometown, uh, with a businessman from Philadelphia. They opened a store um, for freedmen that served the, served the needs of freemen. Um, Smalls also uh, basically taught any of these freedmen, like, skills, how to read, how to write, how to, like, better themselves. Um, Jesus. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> he like literally 
everything he touched was for the betterment of, you know, freed slaves. And basically, like, it didn't even really break down that way. Like, he took care of anybody that was a decent human. Like, uh, he, like, the fucking slave owner's wife, like, you know, anybody else in that situation be like, fuck you, bitch, die in the street. And he's like, he's like, come on in. Yeah. I mean, you're going, to, yeah. you're going to stay on the couch, but... <laughs> you're sleeping on the couch, but but I'm going to let you stay here. Now your husband can fuck off, but... No, dude, and that's the decent thing to do. He's a better human being than 99.9% of the rest of humanity. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah dude. Like, like, he he he's like that revenge guy who, who's like... He sticks it in and twists it, but it's like in a way where you're like, Man, like that's the last thing I saw coming. Like, yeah, it's dude, not like I'm gonna take your land and then educate people on it who wouldn't have had a chance to get an education otherwise. <laughs> yeah, dude. And who you fucking hate. And like, who you hate, right? You fucking hate. You own these people. Now I'm teaching these people to own businesses in the town where you fucking live. Dude, it's your home that you couldn't afford. Yeah, I mean, I know I love a good revenge story. Like if he had shot the dude or something like Django, where he came back or something awesome. But this is this is almost like better because it's it's intelligent. Yeah, Yeah. it's intelligent. Well, and the other thing is like, like he instead of pouring it into like hatred and fucking just poison and bullshit, like any of us like i that would be my first fucking direction he poured it into the betterment of mankind which is fucking amazing but like i mean to talk about just just to backtrack for a second to talk about the brilliance of this man instead of just taking a boat and grabbing his family and bouncing he grabbed all the black crew and their families and loaded them on the boat and then he also with the idea that he was softening the ability of the confederate army and going to get a better ransom for the fucking boat loaded the goat the boat with guns and ammunition yeah, well that that's double life. smart because a you might have to use them to protect yourself but then right. b b that's worth some money yeah <laughs> dude that's brilliant yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, so this dude is this dude is a straight a baller um so <laughs> Uh, just just for the the record, uh, when I said politician, he was not a slouch in the politician realm either. Uh, he was a member of the U.S. House of Representatives um, from South Carolina's fifth congressional district. Uh, and let's see what else. Yeah. So, so he after was, after he's after he's come back and he's he's escaped, he's free and everything's good. He's he's just doing now. He's literally becoming a a, a probably the only honest politician on the planet. <laughs> like for real. Yeah, dude. He like literally starts running. He's like, okay, I started all these businesses. I bought my old house. I came back to town and run shit. Like I'm doing all the fucking things. So. Um, I just got to point out that this is the most positive fucking episode we've ever had. So how appropriate that's our Easter episode. (laughs) So, um, so, (laughs) so some of the honors and legacy uh, and the legacy of Robert Smalls is Fort Robert Smalls was named in his honor. Uh, it was built by free blacks in 1863 on McGuire's Hill on the South side of Pittsburgh during the American civil war. Um, and it survived until 19, the 1940s. Um, Robert Small's house in Beaufort, Beaufort, yeah, Beaufort, South Carolina, um, has been de- designated a national historical monument. Um, there's a statue dedicated to his memory in the na- in the Tabernacle Baptist Church of uh, Beaufort. Um, to there's like schools and like i mean like dude the list of schools is ridiculous so what's awesome about that is the fact that this dude's getting props where props are due you know what i mean that that's cool that he's being honored uh you know did he did he i I don't want to jump ahead but i mean pretty much i get it where you're going with this but did he die of just old age uh tell me there's no horrible sad ending to this awesome story Um, right (laughs) 
Well, well fucker, dude. After I just said how positive it was, don't do it. Um, so let, let me tell the story first. Let me tell the right. story first before you, you, you make any decisions, all right? Uh, so <laughs> in, in local politics, though, though Smalls was not officially involved with politics at a local level, he did have some influence. In 1913, in one of his final acts, actions as a community leader, he played an important role in stopping a lynch mob from killing two black suspects in the murder of a white man. He pressured the mayor saying that blacks he had sent throughout the city would burn the town down if the mob was not stopped. The mayor and the sheriff stopped the lynch mob. Oh my God. <laughs> so like He's a fucking angel, dude. Oh yeah. my god. If angels existed, this is this is proof. <laughs> this is one. Oh my god. <laughs> right. So okay, in answer to your question, he died February twenty third, nineteen fifteen, at the age of seventy five in his hometown of Beaufort, South Carolina. Of natural causes. Ah, fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> Good. Dude, you had me worried for real. I was like, oh, no. And then you said lynch mob. And I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> no, no. Don't do it. He's <laughs> a national treasure. Don't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. I, I literally thought I, I spoke too soon. And I was like, no, shit. But, oh, that's fantastic. I mean, of course, that is fantastic because he lived a long, crazy amazing life and did so many cool things yeah and i mean not only was he involved with state politics he was involved with national politics um he dude he started off a slave in like south carolina was not a fucking charming gem of where to be a slave in america not that any place was yeah right (laughs) south carolina still has the fucking Confederate flag, I'm pretty sure, is their state flag. Like, Dude, South Carolina is still fucking South Carolina, bro. So, <laughs> like, right. I'm, I'm, not saying, yeah. I'm not saying everyone in South Carolina is a piece of shit. Well, no, Myrtle Beach is all right. They, they've, they've, they've come around a little bit, maybe. But yeah, I get compared, yeah, comparatively, South Carolina compared to the rest of the United States is still struggling. But back then, I can't imagine. Right. Cannot imagine. Yeah. So I, I'm saying they probably made strides at this point in history, but comparatively speaking, they've, yeah. they've been a little slow to the game in the tolerance world. Um, but yeah. like, so he started off a slave in South Carolina and fucking did nothing, but everything he touched was hard work and fucking brilliance and fucking bettering mankind. So yeah. in the idea that we've bounced this this story around back and forth uh, a handful of times, um, and I real like like I said, man, I there there I, like I skipped most of his fucking Civil War career. <laughs> I skipped most of his p- political career. Um, yeah, because I mean, like there there's a ton of details in there, but I just want to give you the fucking framework of this guy. Like, well, dude, no, the, the way you handle him is good. Yeah, because I, I give you've given us the, the bullet points which are amazing. I can our our minds can do the rest. I mean shit, forty seven minutes and you skip some stuff, you're right, dude. It would have been a three hour episode. You know what I'm saying? Like so it, we get the fact that this dude was amazing. Okay, so just just for point of reference, yeah. the Civil War and his political career are like three to four pages apiece, and that's like bullet pointed detail that's how involved this motherfucker was so and i say motherfucker out of complete respect like yeah this dude was a boss like yeah (laughs) if like you know char if carl panzerum is like the the far end of like extreme like violence and hatred this dude is like the other side of the spectrum on 
oh, I'm going to get revenge, but I'm going to do it in a way that fucking you have to watch and live with, and it's going to make everyone that I touch and I love better. Even people he didn't love, that's the whole thing. Like, he took pity, I don't know if pity is the right word. He, he took compassion or he was compassionate for people that he didn't need to be compassionate towards. And, and that, to me, is, I yeah. mean, say no more. Yeah, I, I, you know. So we've done a lot of darkness on this show. Okay. Yeah, right. We've done, we've done nice. mysteries. We've done conspiracy theories. Um, I've talked a, a mad amount of shit about a lot of different fucking people and uh, called into question a lot of motivations when it comes to why people are telling a story. Um, I will tell you exactly what my motivation is in telling this story right now is I feel like this is the kind of story that shows the possibility of what a human being can do and can be. And at a time where like I I get super fucking edgy about how society can break down and people can fuck up and the world can be a piece of shit. This is a fucking beacon of light in a foggy darkness that I fucking need, man. This is a fucking story. I want to live within my head for a little while, man. I I want some fucking joy, some fucking vindication, some fucking, yeah, this, my faith in mankind is restored. And this, this was the story. And this is why I'm telling the fucking story right now. Fantastic timing, dude. Yeah. You you just nailed it on the head, man, because I've been possibly more negative than you have as far as entrusting the people around me, you know, Americans in general, we had a conversation today that we're not going to get into, but I, I don't have a lot of faith right now. And so this does give you that, that sort of feel good. Like, okay, you know what? A little, a little reminder that not everybody's all bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. is nice. Like you, you give me the the feels, bro. <laughs> for real. I give you some perfect, feels. Perfect timing, though, for real. Uh, Easter Easter aside, just this time that's going on in in this in the world, but especially in this country that we're going through, like this is a good timing, man. Good choice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. like like I said, you know, uh, to Andy who suggested this months ago, to you who'd kind of hammered on me a few times about doing this episode. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am happy that I held this episode until right now. Um, I, I, I feel like, uh, and, and like I said, you know, I'd researched this because uh, I'd, I'd only really known, I knew the story, that when I came into this story, I knew the, the bit about him stealing the boat and like freeing his family. I didn't know any of the other shit. And Yeah, all I knew was that. I mean, that just that one little blurb or whatever in the meme was that this dude stole the boat got revenge and was a slave who got revenge on his something and i was like i'm sold i love you know every bit of that sentence but it turns out it's a way better story uh the revenge is one one portion of it but i think the the, the just the, his story as a as, as a good human is better than the revenge part right and so, i love revenge so now, now it's time for Eric's soapbox. Just for a second. Just for a second. So I've told you this story. Arguably, I've only told you maybe 15% of this story. Why aren't we fucking told this story in school? Or if you are taught this story in school, then, then you need to fucking go thank your historical professors your sociology professors, your political science professors, you need to thank whoever is bringing this story to light because we talk a lot about stuff on this podcast where it's basically like if it bleeds, it leads. Or, you know, it's people trying to to project a certain, like, idea out in the world. What better fucking story to project in the world, especially at one of the nation's darkest times, the Civil War killed so many americans people on both sides of the fucking fight and you know innocent and not innocent like i'm not that's not the discussion why aren't why isn't this dude like front page shit like this should be fucking american history 101 i should have said robert smalls and everybody should have been like i know this motherfucker's story what are they gonna tell me yeah right 
No, I agree. This is this is a story that I will be happy to share with my kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and if he doesn't bring this home in his history books, because I'll be checking, because this one is going to stay with me for sure. This is one I won't let go. In fact, this is one I'll I'll have to just kind of reference in my head again next time I'm I'm feeling kind of you know <laughs> like I'm giving up on society. I'll go okay. Remember fucking small, dude. So this is one that needs to be shared. I agree, uh, yeah. and it should be in the history books, a hundred percent. So like I, you know, we had an old episode that I I, I told it was a, an episode that I picked. Uh, it's the Andrew Jackson episode, um, and I, you know, I I basically in that episode we kind of talked about the savagery of mankind, and that it that abominable will to live, you know, that just that beastly fucking hard as nails fucking mankind. Again, Andrew Jackson would be over here. This dude is the same amount of fucking baller just went the other way with it. And dude, I think we don't hear enough stories about that shit. Oh, yeah, 100%. Everybody wants to tell, us included. Uh, and honestly, the reason that I, I didn't know this story was this amazing, first of all. So if I had known this was a story, I would have said, hell yes, you need to tell this story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I only heard the, got the little blurb. But but most of the stuff that we talk about and most of the stuff that the world talks about has a negative or is violent or something because it's shocking. And it, it, this is the other type of shocking. But it's like this is the kind of shit you need to hear to balance out the, the filth that we talk about on the other side. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, It's exactly. refreshing. Yeah, it's super refreshing. Um, you know, and, and I will say that, like, while we do deal with um, rougher subject matter from time to time, um, I feel like at least, at the very least, between the both of us, we try to pay it the reverence that it deserves. Like, you know, I don't, you and I both don't come on here, like, I'll do, like, a spooky, jokey voice every once in a while, but... Like, I don't get in that, like, morose, like, I don't get into all that, like, I don't have a fucking Albert Fish tattoo on me, like, I don't, I don't no. know. We don't, we don't love the serial killers, we, we enjoy telling good stories, yeah. but we're not the people who are fans of these sick fucking individuals, in fact, the reason is, is because we're good human beings ourselves, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, we may tell horrific stories, but truthfully, I, I would rather be talking about shit like this, um, you know, ninety five percent of the time. But honestly, there's not that many stories that are this this uplifting, <laughs> for real. Yeah, because usually this story ends with oh, and then he got shot, or you know. That's like, why I asked. I was like, okay, so there's no way this ends fucking on a happy note. I mean, so that, that's why I even said that. I was like, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> right, right. So, um, no, I, I. I, f- I feel like it was a, a much needed breather um, yeah. from, from our, our usual uh, fanfare. But you know, yeah, I, I will. I will actually go back and, and read some of. This. I'll, I'll find as much as I can on this guy because I want to know all those little details. But I'll do that on my own since this is obviously an hour-ish show. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, this is somebody that I would absolutely want to, that I will uh, read on. And I bet you, now that I know him and I can dig, there's probably a good amount out. I would hope that there's a good oh, amount of information. Yeah, yeah, there, there is a good amount out there. Okay. So, um, but I would hope there'd be a movie even or something, you know, but they yeah. probably. I, I, so the, if, if you really want to boil it down, just, just to make sure that, you, you know, you, he did die of diabetes. He died of the diabetes, the sugar diabetes. But I mean, the motherfucker lived to 1975, or I mean, to the age of 75. He lived it, into the until 1915. So yeah, I mean, he he lived look, through the fucking look, civil war. For, to live his life and to die of diabetes, dude, yeah. you win, bro. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. Job. yeah, like all done, man. You win, you win, bro. <laughs> You're, you know what? All the good shit you did, you get an extra slice of pie. Every day. Extra slice of pie. You. Every day. <laughs> That's good. Oh, shit. That's good, man. That's awesome. There's not even, like, th- this is such a good story, and it's so 
there's no other side of it. So there's not that much to discuss. It's the only thing you can say about this story is how good it makes you feel. So there's not that much discussion. I don't even have that many questions because it's all good, positive shit. Well, so. no, I, I, I actually did leave like huge chunks out of the story for anyone who's compelled to like, go look this guy up. I want everybody to go out, buy books, read articles, find whatever they can about this guy because his life is worth reading about. There's so many books that we all read about garbage humans that really isn't worth any of our time. This should be a book that everybody reads as an American, as a human. As you a human. Read yeah. Like it, sh it shouldn't yeah. matter like political affiliation. It shouldn't matter country. This is the fucking story you should be reading. Yeah. I agree, man. A hundred percent. It, it, it literally nothing but good feels right now. It's good shit, good. man. Good. So in, in, a, in a dark time of quarantine and bullshit that floats around <laughs> in, on every fucking news channel on the planet right now, uh, I thought I would be a bright center of hope for once. <laughs> and who fucking knew? Voice. <laughs> Dude, yeah, what a, what a, you know, there is hope for the for the future, man. I tell you, when Shep comes through with the fucking, <laughs> with the good feel, oh, hell. Yeah, I, I, didn't on, I did not shit on the main subject. I did not destroy dreams. I did not. No. I, I said I was on board for going to Waverly. I'm I, telling you. <laughs> well, yeah, shit. I, I'm. I think I'm gonna have to rethink my next episode because it's a dark one. So I'm like, no, God, <laughs> I can't even get in that headspace. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, we we can't veer too far off course, but I no. I, I am glad that we had we had a. Let, let's put this one in the win category for once. Uh, there it is. We, yeah, we gotta, perfect. We got to win. Um, you know, just, yeah. just, just a it was a big win, a big W. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Robert Smalls, dude. Robert That's awesome. Smalls, man. If you don't know him, look him the fuck up. Fucking Biggie Smalls. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, shit. Right on, man. Well, hell, yeah. dude, that was a fucking amazing uh, story. Good episode. I'm glad Andy originally suggested. It, and I gla I'm glad I kept harping on you about it. I had no idea it was going to be this good. So I, I assumed there was going to be some good parts, but I didn't know it was all around just fucking a good like a really fucking good human being that the world needs to hear about so well i will Who's tell you this I, I will tell you this like so I, as we've been doing this now for a while um i do try to to connect the dots a little bit when it comes to oh you know i a, I don't want to do like fucking 19 episodes in a row of pedophiles i don't want to do you know every heavy hitter back to back to back but I do kind of like stories that kind of feed into each other or just at the right, like if I feel something at the right time, like if, if I feel like it's a good story, if it needs to be told at a certain time, man, I just kind of try to go with that. And so that being said, like when you guys have suggestions, that's why we say, man, it's not that we have, it's not that we don't like your suggestion It's maybe it's just timing. Maybe it's just there's a, a a good time that we can drop an episode that'll really fit into the dialogue that we we've been having or that we want to have coming up. Yeah, I mean, like for example, on the on the um, four episodes that we posted that that are listener suggestions that you guys are voting for, you know, one of them is is the kind of a not a part two but it's a little bit more of extension of, of your homeboy with the antarctica uh lost civilization theory and all that and then the other one's a baby fucking killer you know what i mean like and, and if they if you guys vote on the baby killer guess what we may not do that next but we will 100 percent do it <laughs> if we're not feeling about talking about baby killers you know but it'll it'll absolutely happen and because we are all over the place and i like that about it but yeah. i mean you know it, it's it's just that that's the whole thing we don't have any fucking there's no rules <laughs> you know and we will do them when we feel like it's the right timing and you're you're really good about timing and picking your episodes um I, i'm a little bit more like i get my mind set on one and then i'll try to do a couple of years but i just can't do it i can't get this one out of my mind and so then i'll just do it and it's not even about the timing it's completely selfish 
<laughs> so you're a little bit better about like, you know, thinking about the environment at the time <laughs> than I am. Well, I mean, I, different, different processes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Good, good conversation. I got no fucking clue what, what's coming next. Uh, social media, Gmail, fucking suggest yeah. the way. Hit us up, you guys. Share with your friends, man. I know everybody's stuck at home looking for shit to do, and a lot of people like myself only listen to podcasts on the commute. Well, I've, I've now found myself listening to podcasts all day long. Of course, certain ones I can't because my my kid, but, um, you know, tell your friends about it. See, people are looking for shit to do. So, um, you know, if you think they'll like two bozos like us and what the fuck we're talking about, tell them what's up. Yep. We appreciate, we appreciate you guys sharing our shit. So, yeah, no doubt. Well, good shit, man. Good story, bro. All right. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm literally like, dude, I want to go to bed early so I don't have fucked up dreams like usual. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally want to fucking go to bed. <laughs> All right. Good stuff, man. All right, brother.